Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Thank all of you for being here today. We are so honored every single week by your presence. And um, let us know if we can do this program better. That's our aim, and we've changed lots of things over the last five years to try to do that. But we're wide open to any new changes that would continue to make it better. You know, uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone in my life that did not want to be successful. Uh, every every nonprofit in the world, even though they're not in it for money, or at least let's hope they're not, and I think a lot of them are not, even though they're not in it for money, they still want to be successful, and they and they work their heads off, and they have meetings, and they refine and refine and refine. And, and tweak how they do it and test this way and test that way, trying to be as successful as they can be in whatever that nonprofit activity is, to help poor people or to help people who, uh, who don't have a place to live, like Habitat for Humanity, or to help people who are sick, like St. Jude Children's Hospital in Memphis that's uh, world-renowned and, and was founded on the principles that we will never turn anybody away because of money, which, by the way, is the same, the same uh, principle that we've had at the Healing Codes from day one as well. Um, Mother Teresa is a hero of mine. And while I am convinced that money was not even on her um, screen of, of where she was going in her life, her GPS did not have money anywhere on it. I'm convinced with everything in me that she tried all her life as hard as she could to be successful at, at doing what God wanted her to do and helping the people in Calcutta and all over the world. Jesus said that he was on earth to accomplish a mission 
and to be successful at that mission. Ancient manuscripts say that God has a purpose in my life, and if I will let him, he will successfully complete his purpose in me, which is for me to live in love and peace and to share that love and peace with other people. Okay? Um, I've, I've worked with people who have been actively suicidal, who I am as convinced as I am that I'm standing here that they wanted to be successful in their life. They just tried everything they knew to accomplish that and had given up hope that they could be, okay? I'm also convinced that the overwhelming majority of experts in the world and success-oriented programs teach people how to fail, not how to be successful, because they're in violation of the spiritual laws of nature. And virtually every success program I've ever seen in the world, going back 60 years, has three tenets. And you you guys are an educated audience, so you look at the success programs you've tried and seen and see if this is true. Number one, decide what you want that's usually in your external circumstances and your world, the circumstances of your life. Decide what you want, number one. Number two, formulate a plan on how to get what you want. And number three, put your willpower into action and work the plan until you achieve your success. Okay? And that's basically been the plan for the last 60 years all over the world. Best-selling books, one after the other, programs that cost tens of thousands of dollars, a lot of them. But... In almost every one I've ever seen, when you dig down and look at the basics of what they're doing, they all fall into those three tenets. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, and I believe on the basis of the very latest research from Harvard, Stanford, uh, NYU, and, and others, that three-step blueprint for success is actually a three-step blueprint for failure. And even more than failure, it tends to get people locked in to a vicious cycle that they never get out of in their life. And they wonder at the end of their life, what in the world was that all about? And if you want proof of all this, according to industry insiders and experts, in the self-help success world, there's an approximate 97% failure rate. Now, there would be wide disagreement about that exact figure, but suffice it to say, it's really high. And the percentage of people who are successful are rare. And, and, and most, in my opinion, most of the people that are successful in those programs would have been successful no matter what. So, if you truly want to be successful in your life and perform at, at your peak potential, perform at, at peak success,
in your life, how do you go about doing that? Well, I think, I think there's three things that you have to have, all right? Number one, you have to have the skill, the ability, the training, or in some occasions, just effort, just a lot of effort. If it's something that maybe doesn't require skill, just requires effort, then maybe not skill but effort. But number one, skill, ability, effort, all right? No substitute for that. Number two, you have to have the right tools. If you, if you take your car in and there's something wrong with it and the little lights are going on on your dashboard, the first thing they're going to do is hook it up to equipment to see where the problem is, and then they're going to go get very specific tools to fix the problem, all right? The healing codes is a tool. I, I, I say in the book, please do not let the healing codes become a god to you. You can't have a relationship with a tool, okay? So don't let anything that's a tool become a god to you. Don't worship a tool. And, I, and that sounds crazy, but lots of people do. They worship the healing codes, or they worship EFT, or they worship medicine, or they worship uh, football. Or, or don't worship anything that you can't have a relationship in, with that gives back to you love, joy, peace, healing, etc. Okay? So number two, you got to have the right tools. And number three, you have to have the right beliefs, attitude, and programming. And if you want to put all of that under one heading, you might could say that you have to be in harmony with the spiritual laws of nature. The reason the three-step success process that's been taught for the last 60 years is actually a three-step blueprint for failure, at least the main reason, is because it's, it's in violation of the spiritual laws of nature. Okay, when you have the end result as your goal, when you have expectations about the end result, you are now in, in disharmony with the spiritual laws of nature. That's not where our focus is supposed to be. Our focus, we are built for love. We are built for peace. We are built for joy. Those are not external circumstances. In fact, they're not external at all. They're internal. That's where we're supposed to focus. That's where we're supposed that's what we're supposed to value and prioritize more than anything else. So when we're not doing that, we're out of balance. And if you stay out of balance long enough, you're going to fall. And 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 I want people to quit falling and to start being in balance, and when you're in balance, you can run fast and achieve and and, and operate at your peak, which is what we're talking about today. So many times, I grew up in athletics, um, and so many times in athletics, and, even, and this is true even if you're watching it on, on television, and you'll see the commentators in, in a close game or a close match 
or anything when it's close. So many times you'll hear the commentators say, when it gets to this point, when it gets close toward the end of the game or end of the match, it's not about the skill anymore. It's not about the tools anymore. It's mental now. Well, I don't think it's mental. I think it's your spiritual heart, but, but they might say that too if they knew the distinction. I think they mean the same thing that I mean. It's, it's not about that stuff anymore. Now it's about your programming. Now it's about your attitude. Now it's about um, your beliefs. Okay, And the way that the world for the last 60 years has been trying to deal with that, because we, we all inherently know that's the difference, okay? How come one person who has the same skill, the same ability, the same effort, the same tools, one of them becomes ridiculously successful, and the other one either struggles all their life or even fails, well, how come? They've got the same skill, the same ability, same tools. What's the difference? The difference is the belief, attitude, and programming. And 99.9% .9 of the time, that makes all the difference. If your problem is skill, you can go attain skill. You can go to a training program. You can develop the ability. You can try harder if that's what you need to do. You can go buy a new set of tools or a new machine or whatever, but that's not usually the determining factor or everyone who had the tools would succeed to the same amount, but they don't. The difference is the belief, attitude, and programming or being in harmony with the spiritual laws of nature. How does that apply practically to our lives? Well, it's what makes the difference in whether you procrastinate or not. It's what makes the difference between whether you lay on the couch all day or you go out and, and meet people and do things and, and get stuff going the way you want it to go in your life. It, it determines whether you give up or not. It determines whether you make those ten sales calls a day that you're supposed to make, even though nine of them are rejections, and that hurts, or you do that for one or two days and then give up. You always do what you believe, 100% of the time. Always. You never do anything that you don't believe. Now, I have people get mad at me when I say that. Because they say, well, wait a minute, I just did this terrible thing. I just did pornography on the Internet, and I feel awful, and I keep doing it, and it's an addiction to me. And by the way, this is an epidemic addiction all over the world these days. But anyway, that person will talk to me and say, you're telling me I believe in pornography? And my answer is absolutely. You would never do it if you didn't. Now, you may have competing beliefs. You may have a belief in not doing pornography and that it's wrong for you to do or that it, or that it is self-defeating or that it damages your marriage. Or You may have those beliefs too, but you have to have a belief that says, right now it is good for me to do that 
or you could not do it. You would not do it. Now, that belief is is almost always tied to our pain-pleasure programming that we talk about all the time on this program. It is our most basic stimulus response programming, part of our survival instinct, and it, it is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Okay? So you may have a competing belief that says, no, I believe in being faithful to my wife. I love my wife. My marriage is very important to me. You may have that belief, too. But if you do something, it's because you believe that that is the right or good thing for you to do. Even if the belief is, I know I shouldn't do it, but it's going to give me some pleasure right now, and I'll fix it later. So to fix that habit or addiction, you have to fix the underlying programming. One thing that's been really popular for about the last 20 years all over the world is affirmations. And a number of years ago, about 10 years ago, I did a little um, study on my own about affirmations. And I would hook people up to a medical test called heart rate variability. That's the gold standard, state-of-the-art medical test in in standard medicine for measuring stress in the autonomic nervous system. As you know, just about everything bad comes from from stress in your life, whether it's health problems or um, uh, coming at things from a negative perspective or feeling tired and drained. being dumbed down as far as your intellectual abilities. Almost everything bad comes from stress. Well, affirmations say that if you are doing something that's bad or that you don't want to be doing or if you're thinking something that you don't want to be thinking or if you have health problems, Just make a statement as if what is true is not what is true and as if what you want to be true is true. So in other words, when I was testing these with heart rate variability, I would do a pre-test to see if someone's autonomic nervous system was in balance or not. Then I would have them start making affirmations like uh, are very popular and have been taught extensively best-selling books, all kinds of stuff for the last 20 or so years. Like, uh, for someone who has cancer, it might be, my cancer is already healed. Or my cancer is healing right now. Even if they just came back from the doctor and the doctor said it's getting worse. They're at home and going everywhere they go for 18 hours a day saying, my cancer's being healed right now. My cancer's being healed right now. Or... The, the money that I need is on the way to me right now, or, or those kinds of things. And what I found through heart rate variability is that when people would say things like that, it would make their heart rate variability crash, meaning massive additional stress in their autonomic nervous system, which, of course, is terrible. 
one of the worst things that can happen to you. That's where all illness and disease comes from, okay? And so for 10, 11 years, I've been saying that all over the world, and people, well, some people have, have you know, acted toward me like, boy, he really doesn't have a clue, does he? I mean, these affirmations are the greatest thing in the world, even though I never could find hardly anybody who'd had much good happen from them. Uh, it, it does feel good, in a way, to say those things. But I was so gratified when a few years ago, I think it's about three years now, the very first double-blind, randomized university study ever done was released, and it was front-page headline news all over the world. And the, and the conclusion of their study is for the vast majority of people, affirmations make things worse. Well, so many of the peak performance experts and teachers, basically what they're teaching is affirmations. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you feel, just kind of deny it and say something that's the opposite. The problem is that violates the spiritual laws of nature. When, when you say something that you don't believe in your heart or that you have a very strong competing belief in your heart, you've just set up a, an inner conflict within yourself. And it makes the stress worse. When the stress gets worse, your performance gets worse. Stress inhibits. It, it, it causes everything in your body to go into self-protection mode. Well, you can't perform at your peak when you're in self-protection mode and you're stressed. It, it's just a physical impossibility. And what you should do in those situations, let's say it's an athletic situation. And I, and I had this happen a lot of times when I was playing athletics. And I would be in a really close match. And I would have a thought that would say, oh, man, I hope I don't miss this shot. And my natural instinct was to deny that, kind of an affirmation. Okay. Oh, no, 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 I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. But I really didn't think I was going to make it. I had this other voice in me that was saying, oh, no, I'm afraid I'm going to miss it. I hope I don't miss it. Well, when I deny that and say, no, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, I've just set up an internal conflict. And it makes my stress worse. Now, I'm, not, I'm also not saying that you need to live for the rest of your life believing I'm going to miss it, I'm going to miss it, I'm going to miss it. No, you've got you've to do those three things that we talked about. You have to make sure that you have the skill, ability, and effort that you need. So if you don't have that, go out and get it. You've got to make sure you have the tools that you need. If you don't have those, go out and get them, and we can help you with some of these things. And number three, you have to have the belief, attitude, and programming that are in harmony with the spiritual laws of nature. So what in the world does that mean? It means you've got to find out where that 
that thought is, is coming from that says I'm going to miss it. And you've got to go heal that. Now, it may be you're thinking I'm going to miss it because you know you don't have the skill level. And if so, that's not a programming thing. You've got to go get the skill level. It may be that you don't have the ability. If I'm trying to if I'm trying to play quarterback in the NFL at 53 years old and at 5'10 and 165 pounds, I may just flat not have the ability to do that. And, and so I may need to revise what I'm trying to do, or if I can get the ability to go get it. So if you need the skills, get them. If you need the tools, get them. But as far as the belief, attitude, and programming goes, you've got to find the source of that, heal it through the healing codes and prayer. Prayer is always most important to me. And then you can get to a place where you have the skills, the ability, the effort, the tools, the belief, the attitude, the programming, and you are in harmony with the spiritual laws of nature. And that is when everything will fall into place and you will start performing at your peak ability. But the focus is never on the external it's on the internal. It's not on the end result. It's on the present moment in love. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how you perform to the absolute best of your ability, and you will see success come to you virtually every single time. It's not about affirmations. It's about the truth. In fact, one thing I've discovered about this affirmation thing is that if someone is is thinking, I'm going to miss the shot or I'm afraid I'm going to miss the shot, and then what the affirmation crowd teaches or what you naturally feel is, no, 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 don't think that way. I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. You've set up that inner conflict, so don't do that. Affirm the truth in love and say, okay. Yeah, I, I don't deny it. There's a part of me that's afraid I'm going to miss this shot. And there's a part of me that that believes maybe I'm not good enough. And then there's another part of me that thinks that maybe I can make it. So what am I going to do with all that? Am I just going to quit and not try? Am I going to am I going to shrivel up? Am I going to die if I don't make the shot? And maybe the place you come to from that, right then and there, is, you know what? I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to do my best with the voice saying, I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss it, and I might miss it, and all that sort of thing. And with the other voice that's maybe saying, but maybe I can make it. You know what? I'm not going to try to battle all that stuff. It is what it is right now, and I'll, I'll try to heal that long-term as soon as I can. But right now, yeah, I hear you, all you voices in me, I hear you. But I'm going to go out there still 
and take my best shot and let the chips fall where they may. I am saying to you today that I believe that is the best chance for that person to make the shot, not trying to deny those inner voices, but to acknowledge the truth and then say, okay, with the truth, I'll do the best I can. You've got overachievers, underachievers, and achievers of their ability. Overachievers are people who have some skill, some ability, a lot of effort, some tools, but brother, do they ever believe. They are fearless. And so they go out there and perform way beyond what most people think they're capable of based on their ability. Underachievers have tremendous ability but don't perform up to it because of their programming, because of all those voices saying, no, that can't happen to you, that may not have anything to do with, with, with the sport. It may have to do with how their father treated them when they were a child, so they feel they're not worthy uh, of really being excellent at something. Be an overachiever. Develop the skills. Get the tools. Have the effort. But heal your underlying programming. And I've been using sports as an analogy because that's an easy one for me. But this applies to anything. If you want to have a great marriage, go get the tools. Go educate yourself on the differences between men and women. And we're about to have a new program called the Relationship Codes before long that I'm more excited about than anything we've ever done probably uh, because it's more where I come from. But if it's about that, go get that those tools. Put your effort into that. Develop the abilities and skills when it comes to communicating with your wife and children and those kind of things. But then also heal that underlying programming so that you can do your absolute best with none of those negative voices weighing you down. But also, don't go the affirmation route. Oh, my marriage is going to be better than ever, even though you're not doing anything about it. You haven't learned new skills. You haven't healed your programming. You're just trying to make it happen by a statement. Uh, that you don't even really believe yourself, that will never work. And you'll end up more and more frustrated. So heal the underlying programming. Develop beliefs that are rooted in truth and love. Eliminate the beliefs that are in fear and falsehood. That's what the codes are for. And in my opinion, you can't miss. In contrast to the 97% failure rate, our success process, I have never personally one time worked with someone with our success process where they did not become successful, in their words, not mine. So we're not here to plug anything, but we do have a program called the Success Codes that, that teaches all of these principles and how to do them, how to deprogram reprogram, and then overlay a new blueprint onto your life that is in harmony 
with the spiritual laws of nature and with truth and love in your beliefs. And it absolutely works. So peak principles, live by them. Don't live by just whatever you got to this place in your life believing and with that programming. Chances are you've got bad programming because most of us have.